0: God, I would uh, pray that you would teach our hearts to sing that, even as the scripture says that we would make melody, not just with our voices, but from our hearts, and that our lives would be an offering to you for all that you've done, for all that you've proven through your love to us in Jesus Christ, and for all that we can believe you are still going to do because of the promises that you've made through Jesus Christ. So God, today... Show us more of your great love. Show us more of your true promises that we might live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm opening my Bible to Philippians chapter 2, and you can as well. And I need some help from someone in the room, someone that thinks they've done a reasonable amount of traveling, more than average amount of traveling. By raising hands, you think you've done a more... Than average amount of traveling. I see one hand right now. Corey, what's a place that you've traveled to where you've seen a landmark that you think others might re- be able to recognize? I saw I Canada's Wonderland. Canada's Wonderland. I guess that's a reasonable landmark. The big, the big mountain. Hey, well, you don't have to go too far to find a big. A landmark, if even you haven't traveled that far. CN Tower in Toronto, a recognizable landmark. Someone in junior high ministry said, uh, the Great Wall of China, that's a pretty recognizable landmark. This is one that I've thought of, haven't seen it before, but I know Steph Curry plays in this city with this landmark. The Golden Great Bridge in San Francisco. Have you guys, you guys know what I'm talking about? That big orange bridge in San Francisco. You know, there's lots of landmarks in lots of cities um, and wherever you go, these landmarks are generally so big that they're unavoidable to tourists. You just, you just can't miss it. You will run into it. They're so big, and because they're so well-known, they naturally attract people to come see them. You know, Jesus in Matthew chapter 5 actually said that, like, this is the way that others should think about his followers. Uh, they're, they live so differently... That anyone that sees the way they live, it's just unavoidable. You're you're different. And the way that they live is is so different that it actually attracts people to, to say, why are you different? And it should lead people to be able to glorify God because of the way that you live. Christians should shine bright in a way that is unavoidable and attracts others to glorify God. Think about the way that you lived this past week, though, since the last time you were here at youth. Do you think you were blending into a dark and twisted world? Or do you think you actually shone bright in the midst of that world? Philippians chapter 2 taught us last week that we'll shine bright together when we stand together, not fighting each other, but loving each other because we're part of God's family. If We believed in Jesus. This week, Philippians chapter 2, verse 14 to 16 is going to teach us that we will shine bright together when we're built up in truth together. So let's read this now. I hope you have your Bibles open to see most of your Bibles open in Philippians chapter 2. Keep it open there, the whole message. Verse 14, this is what it says. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish, in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life. Like, Listen, friends. This call to shine bright is the job that God has given for every Christian in every country in all of time. Are you going to be faithful to who you are? We'll shine bright together when we're built up together in truth. So here's a good question. Um, Why? Why do we need to be built up in truth together? Well, verse uh, 15 says it. It says that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation. Write this down. Uh, We need to shine, uh, be built up in truth together because we live in a crooked and twisted world. We live in a crooked and twisted world. As followers of Jesus, who are part of God's family, we stay true to our identity in Christ by loving the other people in God's family, and those outside of God's family, and by loving our Heavenly Father by obeying his way and listening to his word. But we live in a a crooked and twisted world uh, that hates our Father. You see, Jesus explained why they hate our Father. They might not outwardly say, I hate God, but they say it with their actions. You see, the teachings of the Bible are like a light that exposes sin. And those who love God come to the light, but those who don't love God stay in the darkness. And Jesus says they stay in the darkness because they love the darkness and hate the light. Because they love the darkness and hate the light, our world is crooked and twisted because they love the darkness and hate the light, our world calls what the Bible calls right, wrong. And they call what the Bible says wrong, right. Fundamentally, our world is crooked and twisted because they twist up truth. Uh, Imagine that you're an architect, Imagine that you're an architect and you've designed a building and you've hired a construction team. You've given them the plans, they've gone and bought the materials, and it's day one of building. Uh, But what are they going to be building first? Just say it out loud. In a building that's big, what's the first thing they're going to be building? The cornerstones. They're going to be building the foundation. That's right, foundation. In old ancient structures, often there was the cornerstone part of the foundation. But let's say you as the designer recognize that the builders are building the foundation just a little crooked. Just a little crooked. And you go up and tell them, no, 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 you gotta start over, you gotta start over, it has to be perfectly level. And the town is like, oh man, it's just a little crooked, what, what, what's gonna go wrong? But you're an architect, and you know what re- went wrong at the Leaning Tower of Pisa the foundation was off just a little, and the building was way crooked and twisted from what it was designed to be. If the foundation isn't level, the whole structure will be crooked and twisted. Our world is crooked and twisted fundamentally because they don't build their lives on the level foundation of the truth of the Bible. They prefer the lies of the world. Our world might not see right from wrong, but what about you? Uh, You who call yourself followers of Jesus, do you see right from wrong? Now, I want to give you some examples today. Four common ways of thinking that are twisted up because they aren't built on God's truth. And I'll be honest, uh, these are things that might be hard to hear because you live these things. And these are things that might be hard to hear because you might like and love these things. I've been waiting a year to preach this message and I care about you too much to not be specific about the crooked and twisted truths, lies that they call truths. Four common ways of thinking that have become twisted. Listen to this. The way we think about self-esteem is twisted. Self-esteem is twisted because it tells me to believe that I'm perfect just as I am. And that's twisted because the Bible says I'm a sinner just like I am and I need to be forgiven by a perfect God. The way we think about our bodies is twisted. It's twisted because we think that we own our bodies so we can do what we want with them. Any sexual preference any illicit drug, any food, I can do what I want with my body. And that's twisted because we should do all things, whether we eat or drink, we should do all things to the glory of God. The way we think about money is twisted. It's twisted because we convince ourselves that we can't have a good life until we buy the best things and the best brands. And we see all the brands that everyone else has and think that I can't be happy until I get that. And that's twisted. Because a good life doesn't come from loving things, a good life comes from being loved by God. This is one that's closest to my heart, especially for you high schoolers. The way we think about gender is twisted probably not the way that you're thinking of when I bring it up right off the bat. Instead of taking action and showing love to lead others like God created men to do, guys are twisted up by laziness instead of action and aggression instead of love. Is it any wonder then why guys are attracted to the toxic trolling, aggressive environment, and lazy addiction of gaming. Instead of being gentle and serving others like God created women to be, girls are often twisted up by the pursuit of perfection and comparing others to themselves. Is it any wonder, then, why girls can be addicted to the toxic environment of social media and celebrity gossip where there's intense competition for the approval of others so what is it for you which one of these four ways self esteem, thinking about our bodies thinking about money, what it means to be a man, what it means to be a woman which one of these has twisted you up And listen I'll be honest about myself like right now I'm not thinking about high school like right now. I see all my friends very easily, a lot of my friends, very easily buying whatever they want. Buying houses when I live in someone else's basement. And sometimes I feel like I can't be happy unless I have what they want. And that's a lie. But I believe it. If the building is crooked and twisted, the foundation is crooked and twisted, what can we then do to fix the problem? The only adequate solution is to tear the whole thing down from top to bottom and build a new foundation. And this isn't just about your own happiness. Our job is to shine bright together. How can we shine bright together when we're blending into the darkness? We'll shine bright together when we're built up together in the truth of God's word. So what exactly is that truth? How can I build my life up on that? Well, we're building our truth on God's life-giving word. That's the next thing you should write down. We're building the truth of our lives on God's life giving word. Look at verse 15. It says, It says, That you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish, in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights. Verse 16. How do we do this? Holding fast to the word of life. The message of self esteem can't give you life. The message of you can control your body can't give you life. The message of money and brands can't give you life. The message of aggressive, get what you want, this is what it means to be a man, especially in gaming culture, can't give you life. The message of approvals through social media can't give you life. All of these things are a result of sin. How can we expect sin to give us life when the wages of sin is death? Hey, let's take a group quiz together, okay? A couple questions, yes or no, you can answer, thumbs up, thumbs down. Let's do this together, all right? It's going to be a little fun, all right? Here's the first one. Um, thumbs up or thumbs down. Uh, would you expect to be able to get good grades, perfect grades, if you never studied? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Nathaniel's up, thumbs, thumbs, thumbs up, man. I don't know. Never studied? Never stu- Perfect grades, never studied. Man, I, w- I want your life, man. That's good. I think for most people, thumbs down. All right, here's another one. Next one, group quiz. Um, would you expect to be, ever be able to get a date if you can never talk to your crush? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Could you ever hope to get a date if you never communicate with them? Thumbs up, thumbs down. I think thumbs down. I, know about, I don't know about some people here who think they're like Casanovas. You can't meet someone if you never communicate with them. P.S. Janie reached out to me first. It doesn't have to be a guy first. All right, next one, next one. Um... Can you expect to eat only junk food always and still be healthy? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Listen, uh, my experience, uh, until you're 20, 25, yep. Yeah, you can eat whatever you want, but then when I hit 25, oh boy, it went down real fast. So enjoy it while you live now, but I mean, like, it's going to come back and hit you later. These are pretty natural things. We joked around about them, but these are pretty natural things. We joked around them, but we get that there are natural cause and effect circumstances. Why would you expect to grow an orange tree if you planted apple seeds? You can't. Why would you expect to enjoy the life that God designed you to live in happiness? if you're living in a way that displeases him. The only adequate solution to enjoying the life God gave us and shining bright together is tearing it down from top to bottom so we can build it up with the truth of the life of the message of Christ. Sin separates us from God but Jesus suffered for our sins so we could be saved from our sin and enjoy abundant life and eternal life. So what's the truth? What's the truth that tears down the lies? I want to tell you now. Tear down the twisted lies of self-esteem and build your life on the truth of the love of God. Listen, you, you don't need to try and prove your self-worth to others. We all want to know that our life has worth, but you don't need to prove it to others. You don't need to prove it to yourself. It has been proven. God demonstrates his love for us in this, that while we were once sinners, Christ died for us. Tear down the twisted lies about money and build your life on the truth of heaven's hope the lie of money and brands is that you have treasure now. The truth is that that treasure is going to be rotten and rusted and all your brands today are filling for garbage cans later. Where your treasure is, your heart is also. Hey, but if you have believed in Jesus, you have an eternally secure treasure in heaven with God. Tear down the twisted lies about our bodies and build your life on the truth of Jesus' redemption. Hey, is a pretty big word, and we're kind of getting to the end of the sermon, so some of you might be, like, ducking out right now, already going on your phone, texting. Why did they even use a big word this far into the message? Let me help you understand what I mean. Who got a gift card for Christmas? Anyone got a gift card for Christmas? Okay, Nathaniel, what gift card did you get for Christmas? Have you redeemed it yet? You think you lost it? I'm sorry. I need to ask somebody else for help. Who else? Who got a gift card? Kobe, what'd you get, man? Vanilla credit gift card? I don't even know what that is. Can I move on to someone else? I'm sorry. Tricia, you got something? What did you get? Sephora. I know what that is. Sephora's makeup. I've never been there, but I know what it is. Have you redeemed it yet? No. Okay, do you see the word that I used there? Redemption is paying the price for the ownership of something and then claiming that ownership at a later date. If you're a follower of Jesus, Jesus has purchased and claimed you for the price of your life, his life. So he owns your life. 1 Corinthians 6. You are not your own. You've been bought with a price. So glorify God with your body. If you're a Christian, you're claimed by Christ. Your body isn't yours to do what you want with it with sexual preferences or fashion or food or substances. It's God's for his glory. Tear down the twisted lies about gender and build on the truth of the new self. Guys, Aggression and laziness is the old sinful self that was put to death with Jesus. So tear that down and put on the new self created and renewed in the image of God, one that is loving and the one that takes action, not laziness. Ladies, the pursuit of perfection in comparison is the old sinful self. You are fully righteous in what Jesus has done, not in what you do. So tear that twisted thinking down and build up the truth of who you really are in Christ. So what is it for you? What specific lies do you need to tear down today? Do you need to tear down the lies of self-esteem Do you need to tear down the lies of money and brands? Do you need to tear down the lies of our bodies? Do you need to tear down the lies about gender and what it means to be a guy, what it means to be a girl? Listen, this isn't just for you. The way and the decision you make today affects the person sitting next to you. The decision you're making today affects your small group. The decision you're making today affects our church. The decision you're making today affects the whole church that's collected across the whole world because every Christian of every country in all of time is called to shine bright together. And we cannot shine bright if we're blending into a crooked and dark world. And if other people are endeavoring to shine light And you choose to live like a hypocrite. You may be the reason that people never come to Jesus. This isn't about you. This is about us. We'll shine bright together when we hold fast to the word of life together. Let today be the day that you tear down the lies and admit to God that you've been believing the lies. Let today be the day that you say, I'm ready to tear down the lies and build my life on the truth. Uh, Camille and Joy are going to come up and sing one more song with us. Uh, just uh, part of the song. And I want you to stay seated and just listen to the song. And think about, honestly, which one of those four things, self-esteem, money, body, gender, Which one of these twisted lies are you listening to? Think about that, and then I'll come up in a minute and ask you to, if you're ready, to make a stand to do things differently today. Listen to the part of this song.